You are listening to So You Want to Read Tolkien, a podcast that goes through each of J.R.R. Tolkien's main works, chapter by chapter, and discusses them in a most ridiculous manner. One does not simply walk into Mordor. I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? Yeah, Till at last I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. What's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box? Now, don't be hasty, Master Miriado. Is this new devil Hello and welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien. Today we are discussing The Two Towers, Book 4, Chapter 6, The Forbidden Pool. I'm Caitlin, and I'm going to Disneyland next week, and I'm really excited. Woo! I'm Rachel, and I have absolutely nothing exciting planned. I've got nothing for you here this week, guys. I'm sorry. I just burned out all my excitement on last week's. Were you even excited last that week? I think last week was last week was me paying off my student loans in one go. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That was oh, pretty exciting. Oh, oh, no, hang on. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, second take. <laughs> I'm Rachel, <laughs> and I'm uh, continuing my adulting streak by researching money market accounts to put my savings into. Don't get old and boring, hey. kids. I know. I just, I just got a full time position at work. I'm like, <gasps> congrats! But, but I've had four days off. Yeah, congrats. I mean, like, <laughs> it it sucks for your podcasting ability, but that's really exciting for your money. It does suck for my podcasting. You can come visit us. I'll get some. Well, I won't have four days off now, so I won't <laughs> be able to just go wherever I want on a weekend. Uh, yeah. I, but I'll have so much better benefits and put more money into an RSP. That'll be good. And fucking adulthood. Yeah. All right, Emmy, how are you adulting? You'll thank yourself when you're old. Um, I'm adulting like a child. So today at work, I bought a cake from Nothing Bun Cakes, and I brought it to work today because my birthday is this week, and I wanted an excuse to eat my favorite cake. So I bought it for work so that I could pretend Woo-hoo. to share. Yeah, it was pretty great. Oh, yeah. For once, we're actually going to be like recording around the time of and remembering to say happy birthday to Emmy. So everyone go wish Emmy a happy birthday. Because when this is up and you're listening to it, it'll actually be just about her birthday. It's her birthday on Thursday. Woo! Yes, it is. And this will be up on Wednesday. Uh, Straight up, I guess, because I actually have no idea when your birthday is. (laughs) (laughs) It's 1010. Uh, It's one of the only ones I remember. Right. Because it's 1010. Ah, that does make sense. Okay. Characters. Uh, So the characters for our Forbidden Pool chapter are Frodo, a Trixie Hobbit, Faramir, a Trixie Human, Smeagolem, a Trixie guide, Samwise, who still wants to do a murder but is surprisingly untrixy about it, and Anborn, who's the Gondorian redshirt of this chapter. Nah, I like that a lot. I mean, he doesn't die, but I don't think he matters. Mm, no. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. But yeah, my first thought along with Emmy was literally just, but he doesn't die yet that we know of. I think we can assume he dies in the war. 
I mean, I, I, I'm waiting to find out if we get confirmation, though. Although I guess the point of being a red shirt is that no one would ever know if you died unless you're like very, very closely looking at who is and then suddenly isn't in the credits. According to lotr.fandom.com, we never oh see him God. again. So <laughs> let's just assume he's dead. All right. Do you know what you get as the second result when you... Never mind. Never mind. We're not going to talk about it. The internet is a gross place. <laughs> and people suck. <laughs> when you search Anborn, it's so much like Unborn that the internet just generates all of these anti-abortion things. Uh, <sighs> I, I made sure to include Lord of the Rings in my Google. I did too. Well, no, I included LOTR. All right. The short summary for this week's chapter. The Gondorians find Gollum and immediately do not like him. Also, Faramir has no advice to give, but still wants Frodo to take his advice. That's it. That's the chapter. Yeah. Uh, so the long summary. Frodo wakes up and is frightened to find Faramir over him, but Faramir tells him not to be afraid, so it's all okay. <laughs> Faramir then asks if Frodo wants to go see the full moon with him. Oh, and also to like chat uh, about something else. Maybe. Long walks under the moon. See, How this romantic. is why I like Faramir. He is also in love with Frodo. Yes, as everyone is and should be. Exactly. <laughs> so for a second, it seems we might get an actual bit of solo Frodo time, but nope. Sam conveniently wakes up and follows. Also, apparently the waterfall still looks pretty, but even Tolkien only spends a single sentence on it. I was surprised. Yeah. So they follow a path up the rock and come to the top of the waterfall. The full moon is sinking to the west and they stand there looking at it for a while. Eventually, Sam can't hold it in any longer and he basically asks why the hell they're out here in the cold. He's always so jealous when somebody else takes Frodo on a romantic walk. Right? You can just do it yourself, Sam. Come on. Yeah. He needs to be the one to get there one time. So Faramir comments on how it's worth it to watch the moon set over Gondor, but that is not the purpose of them being out here. Uh, and then he calls out Sam for how Sam wasn't brought at all. So if he's cold, he's paying the price of his own watchfulness. I assume Sam, like, gives him a good old Sean Astin glower. Mm -hmm. Probably crosses his arms, too. <laughs> yeah. So Frodo and Faramir look over the edge into the pool and see a small figure on the bank of the pool. Faramir asks the man on lookout, who is the red shirt Anborn, what it is, if it's a squirrel or a kingfisher. And Anborn comments that it has four limbs like a person, and it uh, seems their hiding spot has been delivered. Uh, so he and a bunch of men are ready to shoot this creature, who is not a squirrel or a kingfisher. I can't, I can't imagine looking at Gollum and being like, you think that's a squirrel? Might be a squirrel. Maybe a kingfisher. <laughs> the only two options. I also just don't think <laughs> kingfishers are that big. I could be wrong. I, I really don't know. I have no idea. So... Uh, Faramir asks Frodo if they should shoot. Frodo hesitates for a little bit, but does say no, even though Sam wishes that he had said yes. That was my favorite bit. Sam wishing he just, like, shouted out, <laughs> yes! Kill him! Should I shoot him? Yeah. Yes! Yes to it! Free me! <laughs> Look, I just googled and kingfishers are fucking tiny. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so Faramir comments... On how he'd sent men to try to capture Gollum previously, but he'd always slipped away. Uh, however, by some misfortune, Gollum came to exactly the place where his death is basically assured. Uh, Faramir asks Frodo why 
he thinks Gollum came here, uh, and if he thinks, like, the men were too stupid to leave a watch. <clears throat> uh, Frodo says that um, Gollum may think this place is so protected he didn't expect men to have any idea it was here, uh, but also Frodo thinks there's another reason, and it's that Gollum is allured here by a mastering desire stronger than his caution. Faramir immediately assumes that this means what you would think it means, that, uh, you know, he's surprised that Gollum knows of the ring. He thinks he's being called here because of it, and Frodo does confirm that, yes, uh, the ring belonged to Gollum for a while, but uh, that isn't the desire that drew him to the pool. Fishes. Fishes. <laughs> okay, Caitlin, when you said that, like, I knew what you said, but it really sounded like you said bitches. <laughs> <laughs> what drew him to the pool? Bitches. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Uh, my fishes bring <laughs> all the golems to the yard. <laughs> Man, if I could remember that verse, I would help you with more more sentences, but... Yeah, that's it. That's all I've got. So, on cue, um, Gollum pops up out of the fool with a fish and gets to eating it raw. Uh, Anborn is really, really ready to shoot, but nice. Faramir asks Frodo why they should let him live. Uh, Frodo says that he's hungry and wretched and unaware of the danger, and by the way, uh, Gandalf would have said not to kill him for exactly that reason, that he's just unaware. And also that, you know, like Gandalf had said that to him before, and I guess we're bound together on this journey for better or worse, whatever. He's very reluctant sounding about it. Everybody wants to use Gollum, but nobody likes Gollum, and I'm sad for Gollum. I mean, aside from all the reasons that I'm not sad for Gollum, yes. I'm sad for him. This makes my social anxiety act up. Gollum does? Yeah, he's terrible. He always does the wrong thing. Yeah, but he's so cute. You know, funny enough, that's not the word I was going to use. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I think I definitely side with Sam in all of these scenarios. I guess that officially makes Caitlin Frodo, Penny Sam, and I guess I'm Gollum. I don't know if I'd call you cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Oh, <laughs> my God. It was just there, you know, I had to take it. You have thus far had the best Gollum impersonation. There we go. That's true. I was going to say you're happy to use me for my long summaries, but you don't actually want me on this podcast. That's that's very untrue, just because I don't necessarily. <laughs> Sorry, that was going to be really mean. <laughs> Hit me. Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> just because I don't necessarily find you pleasing to look at doesn't mean I don't appreciate you. <laughs> wow. We're like bitchy on a lot of oh, levels geez, today. I'm so sorry. I'm only mean to people I like, okay? It's okay. It's not like I haven't uh, known you for like 10 years. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to Gollum. Yeah, they're like looking at him and Gollum can't be let free. So uh, if they're not going to kill him, they do have to capture him. And uh, so Frodo uh, asked to go down to kind of lure him in because they've clearly not been able to catch him otherwise. Um, and so Frodo creeps up on Gollum close enough to uh, get us a little bit of overhearing some excellent Gollum voice lines. Oh, no. Yep. Here they are. Plenty for all of us. <clears throat> what? Fish! Nice fish! Whiteface has vanished, my precious! At last, yes! Now we can eat fish in peace! No, not in peace, precious! For precious is lost! 
Yes, lost. Dirty hobbits, nasty hobbits. Gone and left us. Gone. And Precious is gone. Anyone else want to turn? I do like the line, no, must finish fish. But <laughs> That's not the next line. Or a golem voice. It's just a line that I like from him. You know? Oh, okay. Okay, okay, fine. Fine, 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 fine. We're reading this paragraph now. <laughs> I took a full half of it, okay? You did. Only poor Smeagol all alone. No precious. <laughs> Nasty men, they take it. They steal my precious. Thieves, we hate them. Fish, nice fish. Makes us strong. Makes eyes bright, fingers tight, yes. Throttle them, precious. Throttle them all, yes, if we get chances. Nice fish. Nice fish. Shh, shh, shh. Fish. Fish. Uh, Emmy, that was good. You sounded like the villain on, on like, some animated series, like an Avatar villain or something. Yes. A choked heart. Um, I know, right? That's a, that's a good vibe, though. Yeah, no, I liked it. Yeah. Like, if we didn't have, you know, the Andy Circus golem voice we know, I would think, yeah, that's a good golem voice. Absolutely. Yeah. So, good work. Excellent cough it's commitment. True. Nobody can beat Andy Circus. So, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the cough was all natural. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, after hearing this, even Frodo has a moment of temptation again, uh, wishing that they couldn't just shoot Gollum, but no. <laughs> He resists once again. He ends up calling to him instead and tells him to come over by him. Gollum refuses at first because he's upset that Frodo left him. But Frodo says the precious will be angry and make him choke on fish bones if he doesn't come. And that's the worst threat of all. Another point in the everyone's in love with Frodo column. (laughs) He's upset that Frodo left him. Yep. (laughs) Frodo's a real heartbreaker. Um, So, yeah. Gollum does come distrustfully, and Frodo also feels really guilty, but is aware that this is pretty much his only option other than, you know, let Gollum die. Uh, but Gollum doesn't know this, so he feels extra betrayed, which I'm sure will turn out just fine. An- Anborn grabs Gollum and ties him up and brings him back to camp. Uh, Faramir has them bring him to the back of the cave, uh, where Faramir tells Gollum that the fish of this pool are dearly bought, at which point Gollum immediately drops the fish in his hand and it made me laugh. I love that bit. (laughs) It's good. Yeah. Faramir tells Gollum that uh, Frodo is the reason he's still alive. Uh, Faramir asks Gollum if he knows the place, or the name of the place where they are, or if Gollum has ever been there before. Uh, Gollum says no, and that he doesn't want to know. Uh, Faramir can tell that there's a lot Gollum is hiding, but at least this much is true. Faramir then declares his doom. Uh, so Frodo is free anywhere in Gondor for the length of a year and a day, uh, unless Frodo comes to Minas Tirith and entreats the steward, at which point he can have it be made lifelong. So along with being elf friend, he can be Gondor friend. Uh, this also means that anyone Frodo takes under his protection will share the same protection anywhere in Gondor. So Gollum is under doom of death, but while under Frodo's protection, he will not be killed. But if he leaves Frodo or betrays him, the doom shall fall. Doom. 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 Sorry, you had to you had to be responsible with your doom, so I thought I'd jump in with a with a proper doom. Thanks. Did you appreciate that I literally put the chance <laughs> for that into our notes to make sure we all had a chance to say doom dramatically? Genuinely, I didn't notice that until just now when you <laughs> highlighted it. Uh, I I was just saying doom. 
Anyway, everyone should know I am always, always prepared for the doom. <laughs> always. always. <laughs> uh, so Faramir then asks where Gollum is taking them. Uh, Gollum is silent, but Frodo says that there was something about a secret path near Minas Ithil. Faramir asks if Frodo knows the name of the pass, uh, which Frodo says no, and Faramir names it Kirith Ungol. Uh, he then sends Gollum off and talks to Frodo privately, uh, urging him to leave Gollum behind. He even offers to safely take Gollum outside of Gondor if Frodo parts with him now, so, you know, relieving Frodo of the guilt of having him killed. But Frodo won't have it, and Faramir knew he wouldn't. Um, but he really, really, really does not want Frodo to go to the path to Kirith Ungol. Uh, Frodo is like, yeah, okay, where else would you have me go? Back to the gate? <coughs> uh, and, of course, Faramir doesn't have any idea where else he could possibly go. But he does know that there is some dark terror that dwells in the passes above Minas Morgul. Okay, okay. Look, even if, like, Ungol is kind of a rare Sindarin word that maybe uh, Frodo doesn't know, you know, because who, who teaches somebody spider when they're learning a language? Sindarin is literally the, what, what Faramir would have grown up speaking, what he, the first language he would have learned in, in Gondor. Right. In, so he would know that it means spider. Yeah. So he doesn't just have to say some dark terror. He's like, well... Slow lips. It's it's called spider, dude. There's a spider in there. Maybe there's a spider. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just a misnomer. Maybe it's actually a scorpion. It's a bear named Spider. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, seriously though, because yeah, I mean, Frodo would almost certainly know it anyway. But also, just again, if if we know that Frodo grew up hearing stories that Bilbo would tell, and he's included the stories of like you know the elves of old and Silmarillion and stuff, it was also a good chance that he would at least know of Ungoliant and, you know, might also figure that out. The real question is, is why um, Ungoliant was called that during a time when the elves, at least in the story, spoke Quenya, not Sindarin, but that's a whole different situation. (laughs) I mean, remember how it's like half of the things and the names people were given were qualified by the fact that that wasn't the name they had at the time. It's the name that the Sindarin elves true, gave true. them later. It's literally canon, Caitlin. I remembered a thing. No, I get that's true. It's just that that was a very Quenya story. It took place in the Undying Lands in Eldemar where they spoke Quenya. So I just feel like she should have had a Quenya name. That's all. All in all, I actually think Sindarin is a prettier language than Quenya, so... That's fine, but does okay. Does anyone have a Quenya name? I mean, a lot of the like, the elves are all given like five names, so a lot of their born names would have been Quenya. Like, yeah. um, Gandalf has one. <laughs> I mean, well, of course, Gandalf has one. Well, uh, no. <laughs> uh, Galadriel has I'm just one. To think of. I forget what her original. No, I mean name they was, have though. them, but does anybody? Nobody like use them. No. No, like there's mm-hmm. no reason to know them for this. God, I just googled Quenya names for characters. <laughs> hey, Arwen is a Quenya name. Anyway, before I fall down this, continue. This right. name looks like Albuquerque. <laughs> ah, there we go. The in the form Ungoliant, the name is technically Sindarin, but is a direct loan from Quenya Unguiliante. So Ungue <laughs> and Liante, which mean dark it. and spider. The all right, spider. all right. Yep. All right. 
She's also called Gloomweaver, which is cool. That's a cool name. Yeah. So there's what? Dark Spider, Dark Terror Spider, Gloomweaver. Like, call it the Gloomweaver Tunnel and yeah, right? then wonder so what that is. Anyway, whatever. It's cool. There's something up there. May or may not be a spider. We'll find out. It's a dark terror, it's though. We're sure about that. <laughs> uh, Faramir then also monologues a bit about the history of Minas Ithil slash Morgul and the Nine and whatnot, but we kind of know that already. We know who the Nine are. They've been here for longer than some other characters that are major players in this book. <laughs> we don't need to mm-hmm. go into it again. Um, and yeah. After listening to this again, Frodo asks, where else Faramir would have him go? Would you have me come to Gondor with you, uh, bringing this thing that drove Boromir mad? Uh, Faramir, again, says no, but he still doesn't want Frodo to go to his death. Uh, And he points out that this probably isn't the route Gandalf had in mind either. But as Frodo points out, since Gandalf is super duper duper really dead, uh, he has to take whatever way he can find. And also, he only has so much time to decide, so he's kind of got to get on with it by the way that's been set here in front of him. So Faramir then sends Frodo off with one more word of warning that uh, Gollum, quote, because I love the structure of this, Gollum has done murder before now. (laughs) (laughs) He has done a murder, guys. done a murder. (laughs) Faramir and us would get along. (laughs) We'd have a really good time, not going to lie. So, yeah, Faramir then gives a touching farewell, saying, Well, so we meet and part, Frodo, son of Drogo. You have no need of soft words. I do not hope to see you again on any other day under the sun, but you shall go now with my blessing upon you and upon all your people. Faramir also adds that he would love to hear more of the backstory here, uh, and if Frodo does, against all odds, manage to survive, he, you know, would like to have a sit down and a chat. But... Until that time, or some other time beyond the vision of the seeing stones of Numenor, farewell. And after that dramatic farewell, he just walks out because he knows how to make an exit. Mic drop. (laughs) That's a dramatic exit. (laughs) I'm sad that he's gone from us now. Forever. Probably. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I really like the bit about, you know, some time beyond the vision of the seeing stones of Numenor, just because, Mm -hmm. like, we've just gotten the seeing stones and like we actually know where a couple of them are now but seeing this is like the you know, legendary saying in yeah in gondor i also think it shows something that was sort of mentioned in the previous chapter but like a difference between faramir and boromir and that there's like i don't think boromir had any idea what the seeing stones of Dúmenor were you know like yeah. i know faramir just seems more like hello i would like to read all of the histories of everyone and boromir feels very much like I would like to command this army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like that classic story of, you know, brothers growing up being sat in lessons and the one who's bored all the time and the one who's into it. And yeah, it's like, you know, not to uh, infringe upon Disney copyright, but tale as old as time. Yeah, so I just I like the the differences that aren't just told to us, but are, are shown to us between Faramir and Boromir mm-hmm. and how much I love Faramir. Uh He's so good. It was interesting, though, because for all that the last chapter was pretty much like a Tolkien masterclass of all the good things, with the talking and the walking and the scenery and everything and interesting stuff. Just sort of nothing happens here. <laughs> That's fair. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, but I guess what happens is some character set up like 
Gollum is now very anti-Frodo, not just anti-Sam. Mm-hmm. But for all our joking about our silly short summaries, we could have actually just summed up the entire thing with, you know, Frodo lures Gollum in after some interrogating. They're going to head off again. <laughs> That's it. It's nice to know that at least somebody within um, Gondor trusts Frodo and, like, mm-hmm. knows of the plan and is behind it. Yeah. Is good with it. That's definitely nice. And, like, yeah, Faramir not wanting Frodo to go to Mordor is not about wanting the ring to not be destroyed. It's just about yeah. Frodo's well-being. Yeah, he's in love with Frodo, so he doesn't want him to get hurt. <laughs> As everyone is. <laughs> yeah. As I was writing the summary up, um, and then even as again as reading it after I'd cut out a bunch of stuff, it just felt like they said everything like two different times. Like, oh, twice Frodo wishes that he could just have them shoot Gollum and you right. know, Faramir takes like five years to say goodbye. And oh, and like seven times he says, yeah, but I really don't want you to go this way. Like, okay, we get it. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> I cannot keep repeating this over and over again. It's going to be really boring for people to listen to. Didn't he know when he was writing these chapters that we'd be doing this podcast? It is a very short chapter, so maybe he was trying to puff it out. No, but you're right. We're used to him repeating world-building aspects, but not so much with this frequency repeating plot aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're used to him repeating the same name 60 times, but... But he doesn't repeat the same name. He gives us the same things 60 different names. But then every time we run into somebody, they repeat all of the names. Like it's that's not, fair. Not really necessary. Um, one thing that stood out to me was when Faramir was talking about the Nine and how they took over Minas Ethel and turned it into Minas Morgul and all that sort of thing. It just reminded me that, like, I had had it in my head that the books set up that no man can kill the Witch King much earlier than the movie did, but I guess not because if it hasn't come up yet, then it's going to come up pretty much the same time than it did that it did in the movies. Mm-hmm. But I had thought that that was set up a bit more within the story. I think it is in the appendices, but I thought it was weaved into the plot a bit better. Yeah. I guess we shall see when it comes up later. Mm-hmm. We have lots of things to try to remember to pay attention to. Will we remember? Probably not. Do you remember? It's all right. That's what we have wonderful listeners for. Little Phil Collins for everyone. Okay, so um, friendly reminder that next week there is no <laughs> uh, normal episode because Caitlin is away, hopefully. Rachel and Emmy will do something without me. But think if you some way of being clever, I don't. Uh, yeah, send us send us something to talk about, please. Or you know, you could come up with your own thing, like professional podcasters. Just gonna throw that out there. Don't set expectations so high, Caitlin. If you need a Lord of the Rings fix with a little bit of us, I will be on an episode of That's What I'm Talking About that is coming out on October 15th. And that was a lot of fun to record. We talked about uh, the Lord of the Rings or the Fellowship of the Ring chapter, the Mirror of Gladriel. And I was able to sound very smart because we've already done that. And if you... If you give it a listen, you'll see all the information that I stole from Rachel and Emmy and passed off as my own. It was really good. <laughs> but yeah, you should definitely check her out. Uh, at That's what I'm talking about. It's a good podcast. Awesome. And remember that if you want to help us out in a monetary fashion, you can at patreon.com slash so you want to read Tolkien and find all of our fun things posted there. And if we ever do get to 50 patrons, we're going to do monthly donation to charity yay us and also friendly reminder we're nearing the end of the two towers so please 
please send us your golem impressions. Talk we about fishes. Fishes. Thank you. That was that was so bad. But you did it. Finally. <laughs> Anyways. Better late than never. Not so bad. Just like the average level of golem bad. I did a singular fishes earlier. It was just during our mess. So mm. anyways, fishes. Uh, so you can send those in to want to read Tolkien at gmail.com. It just occurred to me that after Tuna on Tuna, we're back to fishes again. How is this our theme? We are the Fish Tolkien Podcast. We will talk about fish and we will talk about Tolkien and nothing else. <laughs> you can tweet us at to read Tolkien and you can check us out on Instagram at Instagram.com slash so you want to read Tolkien. And I believe that is everything. I've been Caitlin. I've been Rachel. I've been Emmy. And we'll see you uh, in two weeks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, guys, now I want to tell you what I didn't want to interrupt to say, because when you were talking about we're going to talk about fishes and we're going to talk about Tolgan, I immediately went, next week, tune in for Sushi and Schmeagle. <laughs>